going on everybody welcome back to the huddle uh this is typically the time where you would hear your host la and the echo from me saying it's the huddle but uh la is taking a day off and he has allowed me to come on here and just steal the show for a second um so bear with me if you just want to hear la and you're tired of hearing my voice then you can go ahead and cut this one off because i don't believe la is gonna be talking he might make a guest appearance we don't know but um we we shall see uh but right now it's just me here in this room i'm not gonna say if la is in the room or not because i'm gonna let y'all just think about that yourselves but um this is the part where we typically would have something that we want to be heard out about so check it i want to be heard out about this i don't even know what to say I don't even know what to do. This is so different for me. I don't know how people do podcasts by themselves. It's so much easier with somebody to kind of bounce off of. But um, I guess that's why the scripture says that two is better than one and three is even better. Because when you have three people, you can bounce off for days. Man, that's how you talk for three and four hours when we got Abe on here and all, and different guests and things like that. But um, I want to talk today about the importance of of community the importance of um of just relationship in general we're we're living in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty obviously there's a lot of people who are in alone seasons there's a lot of things that are going on to push people into these corners to where they're they're forced to spend alone time and they're forced to just take some time to um just be with themselves and a lot of people are, are using this season productively. A lot of people are having a hard time dealing with this season and, and just being by themselves for long periods of time. But um, one thing that, that I believe is true with that is, is that regardless of uh, the fact that we're, we're in these positions of, of loneliness, if you will, that God has designed relationship for us. And relationship is is something that is designed to take us to the next level. We're not designed to do life alone, as you've heard in this podcast many times, but we're designed to to do life together. Um, and I kind of want to take <clears throat> a, a turn here. Obviously, we're talking about just relationships in general, but I want to talk about relationships at the intimate level. I, I want to talk about relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend hubby wifey you know what i'm talking about boo thing sugar honey iced tea all that that's that's what i want to talk about that type of relationship somebody's laughing at me right now but it's all good i just want to tell you one thing your time is coming Why do I want to talk about that? It is kind of an extension of of last week's uh, episode on situationships. We we took y'all down this path and we kind of showed you what a situationship is. We kind of showed you how you can get in a situationship or an entanglement. Um, and, and we we gave you ideas of how to avoid getting into those things. And, and one of those things was. Um, simply being intentional 
simply being intentional in in your your dating season or your alone season in the season that you're in right now of maybe just loneliness or whatever being intentional in that so first things first there's one specific relationship that you always have to be intentional about and that relationship is your relationship with Jesus Christ that is the number one relationship that uh, is going to determine the success of all your other relationships that number that relationship there and if you're listening to this right now and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ pause this right now and pray we're gonna have another opportunity if you continue to listen and 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 you just overlook that but that is I mean there's no point in even listening to the rest of this if you don't have a relationship with him first because all other relationships will stem from that he is the teacher of all teachers and all the wisdom that we have from relationship comes from him so he's the he's the rock and the solid foundation so with that with your relationship with Christ you have to be honest with yourself we a lot of us don't know how to do it a lot of us know we know Jesus as <clears throat> excuse me our Lord and our Savior but we don't know him as a friend and so we find it hard to use our imagination honestly if you will to see him as the friend that he is to see him as the person who will guide you in all decisions not just decisions that um, I guess you would say are major life changing decisions but every single decision that you'll honestly have the faith to ask him about he's there to help you through all of it and the reason this relationship is so important is because um, he shows you who's for you and who's not so we all have this place in our lives where we get tired of waiting we, we get tired of uh, seeing other people getting married seeing other people get engaged seeing other people have babies uh, seeing other people go on vacation together all these things and, and there's something inside of us that says what about me what about me and I'll admit I've been there myself I, I've looked at even some of my friends you know obviously celebrities that I admire and I'm like man I, I just really I like that picture and I can't wait until it's me but somewhere down the line that admiration can turn into envy or jealousy and I, and I don't realize it and what I found in this season of, of loneliness that I've been going through is that Jesus was saying in order for that to work you have to do that stuff with me first so the things that you you think you desire you can have now in your singleness you can have fun in your singleness you can have intimacy in your singleness with the number one relationship with Jesus Christ what do I mean by that intimacy is simply just talking with him in the morning when you wake up at night when you go to sleep you're spending periods of time throughout the day to um, spend time with Jesus to talk to him about your day to tell him the desires of your heart, to tell him how you feel about things, and he'll speak back to you. He'll show you things about yourself. There's areas in our lives that he wants to help us to overcome, 
um, certain addictions that nobody else knows about that he wants to help us through gracefully. I'm going to pause here and say there's so many things that we think we're ready for. And, and so we'll try to get into relationship and we say things like, let's grow together. And so we'll come into a relationship with a certain addiction and we're, we don't have the strength to deal with in our own. And so we'll put it on our partner, whoever we're with, and we'll say, let's grow together. Not knowing that they're not strong enough either to handle that. Addictions are something that, that need to be taken seriously. And, and addictions are something that, um, you know, you can't just fight with just a conversation. You know, there, there is, there's a lot of spiritual warfare that goes on. Sometimes you might have to go to the counseling as well. There's a lot of different things that you have to do to fight those, but it's a lot easier when you don't have to worry about trying to love someone else through their stuff as well. So that's one of the things that, that Jesus will take you through, um, in your, in that alone season that you're in. And, um, and he'll show you things about yourself that, uh, that he wants you to 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 give to him not to fix on your own but to give to him because he can love you gracefully through all those things um another thing that that jesus will take you through is just showing you who he says you are a lot of the issues that that we see with at least my generation is people having issues with um their self-worth you've seen the, the music video wop Cardi B and uh, <laughs> um, what's her what's her name? Meg the Stallion, the Stallion, yeah. Um, a lot of people have seen that video, and people have their opinions on it. You know, I have my opinions on it, but one thing I will say is, is that what a lot of people would see as um empowerment or or, or freeing is actually slavery to an idea uh slavery to a false narrative so one thing about somebody who's confident is they don't have to prove to anybody what they know they have or who they know they are and a lot of what we see in our generation is a lot of people trying to prove something to people and calling it um freedom and and calling it uh being expressive in reality it's a it's a cry for help it's a cry to society to say tell me who i am or validate me and and it's gotten to the point where we have if i'm being real with you had to strip ourselves ourselves naked to get attention to get a response because we don't have we don't have the power to to you know captivate somebody with our words anymore it's everything's visual everything you're we're going off of how we see things and what we feel simply trying to be validated by someone and you can call it what you want but at the core of those things they they never fulfill you and you'll always end up looking for more and that's why so many people have to go through so many partners so many sexual partners so many uh, boyfriends and girlfriends to get to the right one and not to come at anybody's neck but that's th- that's one of the things that Jesus wants back he says I, I want that job back 
you've given it to so many people to tell you who you are and so you waste time um searching and vying for this thing that i'm gonna that i plan to give you anyway but you delay the process and you hurt yourself in the process trying to do it on your own so he says in this season i want to tell you what i think about you i I don't really care what the world says about you but i want to tell you what i think about you and um and jesus is somebody who who won't even let me not say it's not just going to be in scripture scripture is the most important thing that's the most important thing but he will even use people that that you admire to to tell you what he thinks about you and it won't even be it might come from the specific person but it won't be you'll know in your heart that it wasn't from them that it was jesus speaking through them telling you who he thinks you are so i say all that because it's a process um the single the single season is a process it's something that doesn't happen overnight it's something that should be fun and it's, and it's something that you don't want to miss out on you don't want to skip so earlier i said your time is coming because a lot of the reason we skip this this single season is because of comparison and um comparison has been something that ha- has really just been everywhere around me this past week comparison and a lot of it has been just uh, from a general standpoint as far as like your purpose goes or your job and things like that you find yourself constantly comparing yourselves to people but um that happens a lot in relationship a lot of us really truth be told don't even know what we want the only reason we think we know what we want is because we're comparing what we don't have to what somebody else has and so then the thing that we want is really just the thing that we don't have and so we've lost um we lost sight of of what's really important we've lost sight of thankfulness for what we do have and seeing the value in the things that we do have and so comparison is is something that will get people to just do something comparison is something that'll that'll get you to just start dating this person to see where it goes comparison is something that will have you masking loneliness and calling it fun um it'll have you masking loneliness and and calling it just seeing where this thing goes because you don't want to give the appearance that you're being left behind that you missed the mark but I believe I'm just here to tell you that God says your time is coming. You didn't miss anything. There is nothing that somebody else has that you don't have or you won't have in the future in his timing. It's really just the enemy trying to get you to um, get outside of God's will, to get out of your lane, um, to make you feel like you don't have or you're going without. Or there's something that you did and that's the reason why you don't have. But I'm like I said, I'm here to tell you that that God is just saying, look, you did not do any wrong, anything wrong. You're waiting on me. You're being obedient. And I'd much rather have you wait on me and my word than to go out here and try to keep up with other people. And what you think looks like obedience to me. There's a lot of people who know how to play church. There's a lot of people who know how to paint. 
There's a lot of very good artists out there. There's a lot of people who are good at painting pictures. But there's a difference between somebody who can paint a picture and somebody who can make the picture come alive. Pictures come from an idea. A picture captures a certain moment in time. And a picture ultimately imitates that certain moment in time. So we find people who paint these pictures of something they've seen or something they desire. And the illusion is that they've arrived. And us as human beings, we are progressive and we always want to continue to move forward. And so if we see a snapshot of something or someone who seems like they have arrived, that becomes a thing a lot of times that we we, we um, give our, our attention to and start, sh- and start striving for. It's like, oh, if they've arrived, then I should just copy what they've done to get to that point. Because the illusion is that th- is that the point that they are at is the point of success. And that's not true. And I know that's a lot. You can get jumbled up in that. But all that to just say, it's not always what it looks like. Um, Not to discredit anybody's successes or anything like that, but it's not always what it looks like. And your story is going to be different than their story, uh, whether that's in profession, whether that's in how much you have, whether that's in who you're dating, who you marry, what your family's like. You know, God, there, I, I just feel this. I, I feel this in, in my spirit to say, a lot of people think that they're ready for a family, but don't realize the sacrifice that comes with a family. It's like you want a gift and you don't know what the gift will look like. But you just want the gift. And what God does is he prepares you without ever telling you what's inside the gift, what's inside the box. He's preparing you along the way to be able to handle what's in the box, no matter what it is. But if you get the box prematurely, you won't know what to do with it. And you can take that as you will, but I'll give you an example. Like I said, with families, a lot of people want a family. But theoretically, what if you had you were on the road to paint this picture perfect family? You're going to have a son or a daughter that look just like you, like the same things that you liked. And grew up to do the same thing that you that you did. You have the kid, excuse me, you get married, you have the kid, the kid comes out and is paralyzed at birth. Are you ready to love that kid like you love the kid in your mind? That looked like you, that did the same things like you, that was gonna take over your um your business. Are you ready to love that kid like you were ready to love the one in your mind? And a lot of people are shook to their core when you open the gift, because don't get me wrong. Kids who who are born with with those um, ailments and disabilities, they are gifts, too. They are children of God and they are beautiful and perfectly made. But are you ready to handle the gift? And like I said, God, it's in the, the seasons of, of loneliness. It's in the seasons of, 
of crushing and, and testing and waiting that he's preparing you for the gift, whatever the gift is. And you could vie and, and want to do all these things to look like somebody else, but your gift is different than theirs. And if you don't, if you don't allow God to get in your heart and prepare you for the gift, then you'll envy your own gift because it doesn't look like someone else's or you didn't get it like someone else got theirs. But I'm telling you, I'm not here to, to be a negative Nancy, but a lot of the stuff you see is not as is not as pretty as you think. We're all human. The moment that somebody is perfect would make them not human. And so just because we don't see um, the bad and the ugly in someone's life doesn't mean that it isn't there and that they don't have their struggles too, to keep what they have or to manage what they have or um, to continue to bring in what they have. We just don't know. So the best thing to do is to continue to wait on the Lord and be faithful in the season that you're in and have fun have fun in this season find a way to pray and ask the holy spirit you like put down the spiritual hat take off the spiritual hat for a second and just pray lord i want to have fun with you i want to experience joy with you i i want you to show things to me that that just make me smile make me cry make me laugh I mean, if you're the God of the universe, then you created laughter. So I know you can make me laugh. God, I want you to make me laugh. But not like, you know, when I slip on a wet floor sign or something like that and and you laughing at me from above. No, not like that. But, you know, I want you to show me things that make me want to, to know you more. Like, let, show me how much you love me. Things like that. Um, and when you do those things, you'll find that you're okay where you are. You'll find that I don't want to move until God tells me to move. I want to stay at the pace of grace. I want to stay in line with the father and he'll show you things in your life that, um, that eventually tie all together. You'll look back at those times where you were crying in your car and you were wondering, what the purpose of this thing was and then then you'll look back like man that's why you allowed me to go through that so that I could understand this or so that I could be able to to handle this and it it all comes together like Romans eight twenty eight says he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose so you just have to have faith enough to wait on him and not only wait on him, but know that your time is coming. There is there's going to be a time that your name is going to be called. And more than anything, you want to be ready. For whatever the charge is, when your name is called. There's nothing more sad than somebody spending their time of preparation, doubting if their name will ever be called. And when their name is called, they're not ready. It's one of the saddest things. And so you, you, time is of the essence. And I don't want to be not saying that God can't do it if you don't get it right the first time, but you don't want to miss what he has for you. You, you don't want to miss it. 
And so whatever you're doing, make sure that you're, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for whatever it is. And I don't want to waste time doubting your will for my life. God is not a God that's sitting up there and loving, just making you wait. If anything, God wants what he has for you more than you want it for yourself. But he knows that it's like a kid. Good things have to come with discipline. And a certain level, your maturity is is uh, measured by how you can wait. If you all have TikTok, you've probably seen some of the TikToks where, you know, a parent will put a piece of candy or a piece of cake or a cookie or something in front of their toddler. And they'll, they'll test them to see how long they can wait. And so they'll have a camera set up to the side and they'll put the cookie or the, the whatever it is in front of them, the goodie in front of them. And they'll say, don't touch until I get back. Wait, wait. And so they'll leave or pretend to leave the room to see what the child does. Now, some of the children will sit there and look at it and they're giddy and they see it in front of them. They're like, "Mm, man, I'm so hungry right now. I want this cookie so bad. But my mom and my dad said to wait. And so they wait and you can see them like, "Mm, I'm about they're about to grab the cookie, but they wait. They wait, they wait, they wait, and then they come in, and they're like, good job, you you didn't eat it. And they give it to them. They say, you can eat it now. And they're like, yeah, and they eat it. It's like, good, look, those kids are the more mature kids. And then on the other end, you have a child, and usually they're a little bit younger. They do the same thing. And as soon as the, the, the parent leaves the room, they look around. And they take a bite out of it. And the reason I, when I was thinking about that, I was like, why, why do they, why do they do that? Why do young kids just do that anyway? When they know they obviously saw somebody's face, saw their parents face say, do not do this until I get back. And they still blatantly just did it. Partly because of the sinful nature. But a lot of times it's just because of doubt. A lot of times they'll do that because they say, if if I don't eat it now, then I won't have another opportunity to. I'm going to miss my opportunity. It's in front of me right now. I got to eat it. And, and so we, we get to this point where we're like, we, we don't trust that God. We, we're looking at our timetable, our biological timetable, right? Or we're looking at, I'm. I'm 25, I'm 28, I'm 30, and I'm still not married yet. You're looking at your timetable and you're looking at the reality of your life in the moment. And you're saying, if I don't do it now, I won't ever get a chance to do it. And so you go for it because it's in front of you. There's opportunity in front of you. There's somebody who's a little cute who asked you on a date, who says all the right things and blah, 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 blah. So it's in front of me. I'm going to go for it. But the level of maturity is in how long you wait, because the child who waited on the parents knew that as long as they waited and as long as the parent came back, they were still going to get the cookie. As long as they waited, the beautiful thing about it was they were going to get the treat and they were going to be able to please their father or their mother in doing so and honoring 
their father and mother with obedience. And I believe that's what we should strive to do as believers with whatever it is to trust God and take God at his word. And when he says, I have something for you. And as soon as I come back, as soon as I release you to go after that thing, I release you to go after that woman or to allow that man to pursue you or whatever the case is, then you're going to be able to do it. But only mature believers know that God is a man of a word, man of his word. And I say no, because a lot of us read it. A lot of us can quote it, but a lot of us don't believe it. So I say all those things to say that your time is coming. Just continue to wait on the Lord um, with whatever it is. If you're not sure, then continue to wait and ask him. One thing I know for sure is that the scary part of faith isn't moving when you don't know, but moving when you know you should and you're scared. That's that's when faith is is really hard. Like faith is hard. I won't say hard, but a little bit more difficult than not knowing. When God is telling you to do something that you don't feel that you're equipped to do, when God is telling you to to start that company or to launch this thing and you're not sure how you're going to do it, but you know that he's telling you, that's when faith is a little bit more difficult, I believe, than faith to just wait. Because like I said, God wants what he has for you more than you want it for yourself. And so he's not going to let you miss it. But you just have to continue to know that God has something for me. Whether you're you're believing in faith for a job, whether you're believing in faith for a spouse or um, or just your next step. Just have faith that God has something for you and your time is coming. So with that being said, um, this is the part of the huddle where we would give you strategy would not be the huddle if we did not give you strategy. So number one is always pray. Pray. That's going to be the number one thing that that is going to equip you to um, to wait, to do whatever it is. Pray. If I had to give you a number two, I would say. Believe God again. Believe God again that he has something for you and that your time is coming. You might not know the day. You might not know the hour. You might not even know what it looks like. But you know one thing that you can stand on is that God has something for you. It's not something for your friend. It's not something for your brother, your mother, your father. It's not something for the guy that you stalk on Instagram and want to be like. It's not for any of those guys, but it's for you and you only. So you got to be ready and you have to believe that it's only for you. Um. But with all those things said, I hope that this wasn't uh, too confusing. Uh, This is a new thing for me just talking here on the podcast by myself. But um, I do want to pray for you guys before we hop off here and and hope that the Holy Spirit would seal something. And something that was said could help you to uh, live a transformed life and to live a life that pleases God and that will ultimately continue to grow you in the faith. So without further ado... Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for today. Just another episode of The Huddle. 
we thank you for just blessing us to be here one more time and just continuing to keep your hand of grace on us your hand of mercy upon us lord we ask uh, that if there's anything uh, any sins uh confessed or unconfessed that we have not brought to you and really brought to you we ask that you would just give us the courage to lead those things um at the foot of the cross and, and truly surrender to you lord we ask that with that you would give us the power to believe you again that there is something for us whether that's in relationship or a new job or whatever it is that we believe you give us the faith to believe you again that uh, that you um, that you have us in your hand you have the whole world in your hand and that you care about us and that you love us and you have not left us out here high and dry give us the courage to no longer look to the right and to the left and compare ourselves to each other but to root each other on and to encourage and lift each other up instead of um comparing and envying and being jealous of one another lord we know it's not something that is easily done but we know with by the power of the holy spirit you can um give us the the strength to do that so with these other blessings we ask in jesus name amen